been a minute. Glad to be back. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown with James Woods, and this is The Art of Letting Go. So, yeah, man. <laughs> it's funny because on my way out here, I was thinking, uh, it's like your third or fourth time being on the show. So, uh, you know, for the new listeners, if you'd like to introduce yourself, if you'd like me to introduce you, it's up to you. I'll speak on it. James, that yoga dude was, with feel free to feel free. Yoga, meditation, mindfulness, health and wellness, and really somebody dedicated to ascending. I really want to take myself to higher places mentally, physically, and spiritually, and I have no clear-cut way of doing that, but I'm always curious about how to do that. I love people. I love connecting with people. I'm an author, two books, Timmy Tut, princetimmytut.com. Um, the author of some content, some curriculum as well. I'm a mentor. I'm a big brother. I'm a little brother. I'm a son. Uh, I have some godsons. I'm a friend, and I'm working on that even more. Um, single. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it right now, man. That's what's up. So, um, yeah, man, I wanted to bring you on because... Uh, I've been thinking about just your journey and where you've been, and uh, you're kind of like a superhero, man. Funny. <laughs> and I, I say that because you're doing some real superhuman shit that a lot of people can't really do. And uh, I guess, you know, the first place to start is just with your journey of sobriety, man, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen so many of the stages that you've been through. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to know, how do you feel with where you at? I feel that I'm disciplined more so than, um, well, a part of me being disciplined is a part of me dealing with it. Yeah. Because even now, I just got a bunch of candy. And I know it was because of my anxiety. Um, sometimes I can just spend a lot of time on Instagram or social media. Sometimes I can spend just a bunch of time reading my books because I don't want to think about what I think about. And before I would use alcohol to do that. I would use alcohol to um, cope with my anxieties and my insecurities. I went dancing on Friday night, man. That's what's up. <laughs> a, a local event, a fundraising event. I was hanging around with all the other dudes. We talking and stuff. And I'm like, man, let me get on this dance floor. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I was very proud of myself to be able to just have the confidence to dance. <clears throat> um, so I'm moving into different places in my life, as we all are, and I don't have alcohol for one big thing. I never was really a smoker, never really did anything else. I don't have any mind-altering things that I'm relying on to do it. Um, so I see myself growing within that. I see myself definitely taking the time to sit with those emotions that before I would try to blast out or run away from with and me being celibate now uh sex and that's that's <laughs> a, we'll we'll get to that later but yes uh, congratulations on that uh, as well thank you man um but yeah not having those substances makes me really have to deal with those things um as they are and then every month for the first first of the month I fast this week this month it was only a day a couple months ago it was 5 days of fasting so I didn't have the food even to fall back on so really trying to see who I am without those substances and without those habits that can take my mind off of the things I don't want to deal with or whatever. And 
it's been very beneficial. It's been very beneficial to see the things I don't like dealing with, like my anger, as we yeah. was talking about before, and my anger, how it usually turns into anxiety. And I can tuck my anxiety away a lot easier than I do my anger. That anger is deep down in there, but then I can roll it up into anxiety and drink it away, eat it away, smoke it, sex it away. But um, that anger being there lingering. So I'm doing the work to really get down to the anger of, of stuff and whatever else is in there. So, yeah, that's what me and my sobriety, man. It's um, it's the look at myself, a deeper look at myself. Yeah, and I guess for me, I'm curious to know about, you know, how you stay so disciplined on it because, you know, I did 90 days at the beginning of the year not smoking grass. weed. I appreciate that. And I see how clear I felt not doing it. Mm-hmm. And going back to it, you know, I, I guess it doesn't really – well, like we talked about earlier, I don't know the purpose mm-hmm. of why I'm doing it right now, which leads to me feeling like I should take another break. Mm-hmm. But you don't I would, know the purpose of why you not why I'm, why I am smoking weed right, right now because uh, you know it's it's done many different things for me. It's it's brought some creativity. It's brought some some fun. It's brought some not having to deal with shit. Right. It's brought some some carelessness. Right. It's also brought some some fear and anxiety as well, you know? So for me, you know, jumping back into this and being conscious of not feeling like I need it right now, you know, discipline is challenging for me. It really is. Um, And I try my best and sometimes I may slip, but you know, how did you stay so dedicated with what you were doing? Especially when it comes to like the drinking, I really always look at what it did for me, yeah, and what it, how it, the pros and cons of it. Like, mm, I had a lot of fun with alcohol, had yeah. a good time, but I also got DUIs. I also messed up relationships, and just a lot of times where I didn't feel good about myself. So those negative things about it bring me back. I was like, nah, I'm not trying to go there. I'm not trying to have those experiences again. And I see alcohol as one of the things that brought me to those experiences. Um, and then just smoking weed, I feel like I have those similar positive experiences, sober, being clear, being feeling like I'm connected to God, um, yeah. feeling creative. I'll have those experiences without weed and other substances. So I really will just take a, a mathematical look at my life. Like, okay, five points to alcohol, seven points to sobriety. <laughs> That's real. I'm going to go with that right now. Yeah. And like I said, being able to do things like go out and dance, talk to people, engage and stuff without that confidence boost of alcohol. It's like, what I need to pay this $6 for this drink for if I already got it within me? Let me just move forward and, and keep it pushing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what advice would you give to, shit, younger James or just anybody out there that's a uh, – you know, really trying to push in that direction. Keep going. <clears throat> Keep asking yourself questions. Why am I doing this? Because I ask myself a lot when those times come. Like, man, why am I doing this? This is stupid. I need to just, I can just, I need to feel free and do what I want to do. But for me, freedom is not just doing what I want to do. It's having what I want to have and experiencing the things that I want to experience without being, um, 
you know, chained to some kind of other substance or whatever. I want to be free. Yeah. So I would tell a younger me, yeah, man, just keep thinking about what you ultimately want in this life. Keep thinking about that. Keep defining your goals, clarifying who you are. And if alcohol, drugs, or whatever, BS, or whatever is in your life, when you see yourself as clear as possible, okay, allow it. Let it be in there. But if it ain't in your clearest picture of who you are, cut it out. And we'll continue to work on cutting out until your picture get clearer and clearer. That's what's up, man. Now to the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celibacy. Yeah. You are 10 months in? 10 months in. 10 months in. Congratulations. What, what does that even feel like? Oh, man. It feels like a lot of working out. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of cold showers, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> push-ups. Um, at 10 months right now, it is at that point, like, man, why am I doing this? It's bringing up those little those little negative self-sabotages in my mind of, like, man, you can go ahead and do this. And I put myself in more situations as his, as this time is coming up to kind of mess it up. Yeah. And I know that's a part of my pattern of life. Like, I'll self-sabotage. Um, I don't know why, but it'll start doing that. Oh, man, go holler at her. Go talk to her. Do this. Do that. Do like this. Get on Tinder. <laughs> and it's like, I know that's not going to help me get to my goal of 12 months. And I'm really doing it so I can have a better understanding of myself sexually, understanding of myself, of relationships with women, how I see them, how I treat them, um, you know, how I feel about myself with women. And that gets lost sometimes in yeah. the straight-up just lust of seeing a woman like, man, this is stupid. Let me just go do what God made me to do. <laughs> yeah. But I need some time to really get to know who I am without bringing a whole nother person, spirit, bring, being into it, you know, and, and and doing that. And and initially the thing I was going to do, like, all right, I'm going to do a year, no sex, no women, like, because it's not even all about just the sex. Right. Being in a space where you can not have to worry about yourself because you with somebody else, because you in a relationship and you can think about their problems, not yours, whatever. Um, those are things that I kind of was doing. I had to, like I said, step back and look at my relationship with women. So I wanted to take time and look at the relationship with myself first. Um, so initially a year, no women, which includes sex, and then six months of no masturbation. But then I just, like, man, maybe, uh, maybe I don't even need to masturbate either. So it's, and, and really wanted to learn how I can turn that sexual energy into productivity. Man. Lust is powerful. Lust is a lot of energy in that where you, where it make you stay up in the middle of the night or get up in the middle of the night to go get some. That's yeah. energy you can use to do something else. So I'm really trying to navigate that energy to be productive in other ways. And when I'm going back to having sex, I'm hoping I'll be better at it because I'm like, I know my body more. I know myself more. I know how to use that sexual energy to not just be selfish with it, but help please my partner with it as well. Too. Yeah. So really even taking that into a different level of using that energy to, to just be a better person. Yeah. And I, I think it's dope that you did it because you don't, at least for me, I've never really heard of very many men saying they were celibate. I always hear of a woman going through that experience. Um, so it was just different to hear. Yeah. The first time I heard, the, the it was the seed was put in my mind probably 
when I was living in Long Beach, so probably about five years ago. And my neighbor, he was a white dude, weird dude, but cool. And he was with his girl, and he was like, man, I love her and everything. And he said, I met her after two years of just not being in a relationship and being with women and stuff. He was just taking that time. And first, I said, what's wrong with you? (laughs) You know, didn't have an understanding of what he meant by that. He's like, yeah, no women. Like, what? What's wrong with you? But he did two years. Put that on myself, but just understanding who I am without chasing women. Because, yeah. as I said in the, our text group e- earlier, about eighty percent of a man's life is his pursuit of women. Maybe more, maybe less, but it was about eighty percent of. I go to a space. I'm trying to holler. I'm trying to keep in a relationship. I'm trying to. Eighty percent of my life is interacting with women on a, you know, intimate level. Yeah. So I was like, who am I outside of that eighty percent? And how can I build a more intimate relationship with myself? So when I do get in a relationship or date or whatever, I have more I can offer to women. I can have a clear idea of the relationships that I want. So it's a momentary pause on that, um, inspired by that conversation, and then, of course, other conversations afterwards. And and knowing I need to do it. It's not the first time I did it. After I broke up with, shout out to Jasmine, ex-girlfriend, homegirl, um, I said I'm gonna do 60 days. Yeah, I think I might have. I did it before that too, probably. Before that, um, I would try to go like 60 days or a couple days, whatever, and I would make it to probably about honestly 50 days, 40 days. Damn. And then I end up meeting a woman and building a relationship with her, and then it turns sexual and move forward, and then what could have been a friendship turns into. Uh, a lesson. Yeah. Because <laughs> it like, nah, I wasn't ready for this. But because of lust, because of it felt good, I jumped into a relationship. So this was really me staying dedicated and disciplined to saying, I'm going to spend a year with James Woods. And I really want to know what, what that's like. So I'm, I'm excited to find out. I got two more months. <laughs> How has it been so far, though? So far, it has been difficult at some point, difficult sexually, um, just because I'm around women a lot of time, and I'm attracted to women, um, and I ain't just like raging, going hoke <laughs> crazy, you know, <laughs> ripping my pants and stuff, but um, it just really made me aware of how much attention I give to the attraction of women I do. Then it also gives me, it gave me a lot of awareness of how I speak to women and how I interact. And then even how I see other men speak and interact with women. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I have a choice. I don't have to be in her face. Hey, beautiful, hey, gorgeous. I don't have a, I have a choice. I don't have to be in her face intimately and all this kind of stuff. And really getting the idea of what kind of women I like. So, so far it's been just very interesting, an interesting study. And it's been very, um, it's been very rewarding to not fall to things I would have failed to before. Yeah. Not say things to women where it's like, I know if I say this, it could probably lead to sex. And not say it, and then afterwards, like, I'm glad I didn't have sex with this woman or whatever. Nothing against her, just it wasn't the right time, right place. I wasn't really feeling her like that. So 
it's been a learning lesson. Um, and I'm proud of myself. That's what's up, man. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's definitely been a journey for you. Still <laughs> <laughs> on it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Shit. Where can, uh, where can the people find you at? www.feelfree2feelfree.net. Um, that yoga dude on Instagram. Uh, you can call m- my phone number. They don't know eight eight four eight. Mike Jones. Nah. Uh, yeah, you can just find me online. 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 That yoga dude and stuff. But Mike, man, what what would make it hard for you to be celibate? Um. That's a good question. Uh, I think being in a relationship, probably, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my partner would probably make it hard. Yeah. But out of one, I don't know. Um, a lot of times when I'm really busy or when I'm really focused on something, like I'm not, I'm not even thinking about sex, to be honest with you. Uh, sex in the past has kind of been a way for me to distract myself from, like, being – you know, busy or like having some goal that that may seem really big. So it's like, you know, let me distract myself by spending four hours, five hours on a dating site and talking to somebody and trying to find somebody to spend 10 minutes with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And now it's just like a lot of times it's just like for what, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like I'd rather (laughs) focus on what I'm doing than to waste my time, my energy. Um, but yeah, being being in a relationship, I don't know what celibacy looks like, mm-hmm. you know. I was talking to a friend. She's been in a long time relationship with her husband, boyfriend, whatever. And she was saying they've probably been together about six, seven years or more. And about two of those years, they didn't have sex. And I've heard of older couples not having sex and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I think, I think when you find somebody that you really connect with i think that just becomes like just an added feature to everything else i think uh you know i've definitely seen myself in other relationships where sex was like really really important to me Mm -hmm. and right now like the importance isn't there like when it happens yes it's enjoyable you know but at the same time it's just like i think we both are so like goal driven right right now that it's just like you know the intimacy for us is like having a really deep conversation and like you know, just being laid up and watching TV or something like it—it it doesn't have to be full-on intercourse every time. Yeah, and I think she was saying it out of beef. You know what I mean? They was getting into yeah. it, and, they, and I hear that a lot of times. People like they don't do that. Um, and that was an idea of mine too, of like me being able to control my sex. So I'm not like a dude. I'm like, oh, if you ain't gonna give it to me, I gotta get it somewhere else. Yeah, I didn't want to be like that. So. I wanted to know that I can go time. Like, you know, it's possible because in society, I think, too, it's the prevalent idea that as men, we got to have it. We got to get it. Yeah. And, you know, I, that don't, that's not true. It's And I, I think it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of that, you know, just kind of a way that we were taught, like, and not just to say women, because in my case, you know, a man, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, this, this person being a person, <laughs> you know right. more more than just their body parts and uh yeah. when you recognize that it kind of makes things different it does. you know 
and that's a different thing for me too of like I can't after this fast is over I ain't trying to just you know what I mean pull up to anything and stick in anything looking at what that looks like for me to unfold and, and constantly be like okay I'm open to relationships with women now that possibly could turn into sex I'm, I'm interested in that myself what that look like yeah and I think uh, you know the more you mature and you just learn shit about life like I think you uh, I think you just look for more substance mm-hmm. you know especially when you're looking for substance within yourself you definitely looking for it in another person as well like mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there was a time when I was single that I couldn't really, I couldn't really want to have sex with somebody that wasn't giving me like some conversation or something, something of interest to me other than a nut. You know, Mm -hmm. just to be pretty blunt about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I feel like I'm at that place uh, as well. And I have to grieve that, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because, you know, your your past self probably just, you know, your ego still want to hold on to who you were and who you thought and what you thought, you know. Right. And it's like, that's not where I'm at today. So I definitely feel you on that as well. Yeah. I don't want to take it too long. No, nah, you good. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that because it definitely, uh, definitely made me think about myself and look at myself and um, – you know, I, I definitely think uh, keeping your ego in check would definitely play a big part in, you know, your future with all of this. Right, right. That almighty ego, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> you got anything else? No, nah, just thank you, man. I'm very proud of you. You can stay consistent with this, creating a platform to have authentic, vulnerable, real conversations. Yeah, I um, appreciate that. And I know it's continuing to grow, so everybody continue to listen and continue to grow with the art of letting go. Um, hope y'all can bring in, ask some questions to Mike. Yeah. Send some comments of what y'all want to <laughs> hear. Mike, talk about what kind of guests y'all want to have. I heard Deion Sanders going to be on the next show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I Deion Sanders, but. Maybe somebody first name Dion, somebody last name Sanders, but not the combination right. of the two. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Some chicken is Dion. Appreciate you, Mike. Bottom yeah, line. man, I appreciate you too. Um, and before I get, um, I want to let the listeners know that we do have a project together. Right. It's called uh, Feel Free to Feel, feel, free, free, to feel free Meditation Series Volume 1. And it's basically James giving a lesson, and not really a lesson, uh, just giving some tools and how to meditate and uh, also some affirmations and stuff that are really helpful. You know, you introduced me to meditation. Um, you know, it definitely was something that I didn't practice in my life, but it helps and oh. it, it clears yeah. my thoughts and shit. So, you know, if y'all are looking for that, you can find that. If you would just want to learn about meditation, you can find it at primomiguel.com. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me at Just Mike Brown on all social media. Um, you can also find this podcast at the Art of Letting Go podcast on all social media, on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Google Play Music. It is everywhere. SoundCloud, 
like and subscribe. It really helps out the podcast. So I would love that. And really, just if you enjoy it, just subscribe to it, and you'll always be up to date with it. Um, also, you have an event coming up in yeah. October. If you'd like to speak on that, appreciate that. Definitely October more than twenty-six to. million man meditation. Yes, it's going to be an amazing event. This is the second time doing it, and it's all African American men sharing about providing experience and, and actually doing healing work for the audience. Open to everybody, men, women, any color, any creed, race, whatever. But it started because in 2000, I can't even remember the, probably 2012, when they are really highlighting the shooting of black men, I wanted to show us healing and doing the work to heal ourselves. So it was important for me for the representation and the positive perception of black men doing the work to heal. So we're having an event to celebrate that. So if you are in the area, it's going to be in Riverside, California. Come on out and please join us. And if you are not in the area, go to the Facebook page, Million Man Meditation, and find out how you can be a part of the streaming of it. Find out how you can be a part of maybe just sharing some comments. Or you can just sit down with us and meditate uh, when we stream it live. So everybody can be meditating on healing whatever you need to heal and whatever you need to let go. And like Mike was saying, if you want to learn more about meditation, go to primomiguel.com and check out this amazing project that me and Mike put together. Mike put the beats on it so perfect. <laughs> so if you are one of those people, I can't sit in quiet and, and meditate, just sit there. We've got some music to help you get into that state, to help you relax, breathe, and calm down, and, and really let some stuff go. So we got some tools for you, and we're going to continue to bring some tools for you. Yeah, man. Just stay tuned in and subscribe. So this is Mike Brown with James Woods, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace.